coming up on Sleep, Eat, Perform, Repeat. But man, it was, you learn a lot and you go to a dark place and it's a very hard, but you come out on the other side and you learn some things and you kind of find out who you are. I think we find out who we are in, in troubles and tribulation and can move forward and kind of have these experiences and, and know from there what we can handle. Oh boy, do we have a great episode coming up for you today. We've got Rich Froning as our guest, and we're delighted to have Rich share his insights, his stories, and his passions. Before we get there, though, we have to say a big thank you to Jimmy Hensel for sponsoring this episode. Jimmy, the culture coach, personal development expert, and director of Mayhem Mindset. You can find out more about Jimmy at www.mayhemmindset.com. And finally, we don't do this show without the listeners. This was a project for us to learn, and we hope we're distilling lessons from the very best in the world to you each week. If you haven't already, please rate and review and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Welcome to Sleep, Eat, Perform, Repeat with your hosts, David Clancy and Kieran Dunn. This is a podcast about high performance. What we are striving to achieve is to figure out what makes high-performing individuals tick, why they do what they do, and why they are successful. Enjoy a journey of stories, lessons, and learnings. Today we spoke with Rich Froning, American professional CrossFit athlete and owner of the gym CrossFit Mayhem of Mayhem Nation. Rich Froning, known for his achievements participating in the CrossFit Games. He became the first person to win the title of Fittest Man on Earth four times. His first place finish in the 2011, 2012, 2013, and 2014 CrossFit Games. In 2015, 16, 18, 19, and 2021, he led a team from CrossFit Mayhem to the first place finish in the team category in the CrossFit Games. Froning also owns and operates the affiliate gym, CrossFit Mayhem, located in Cookville, Tennessee, USA. Today we spoke about faith, family, and fitness, the big rocks in Rich's life, and how he grades himself in each every day. We learned about his Irish ancestry, his interest in hurling, and the controlled chaos with his three children, a party every day. We asked about what the indoctrination to his gym looks like, and got a sense as to what sort of environment it is. Rich told us about his training and recovery practices, and how these processes have evolved. We discussed competing individually and in team events, and his role as a leader. From a big family from Michigan, a dad, husband, competitor, and team leader, lean in. Special thanks to Jen, Rory McKernan, and Jim Hensel from the Mayhem Nation for helping make this happen, and for supporting our show. Having had Jim before, now Rich, it'd be great to hear Rory's story too. Rich Froning, welcome to the show. Really looking forward to speaking to you and uh, good morning. How are you? Good, doing well. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Are you taking this call from Cookville, Tennessee? Is that where you're speaking to us from? I am in Cookville, Tennessee uh, currently. I'm in the, the living room right now, so you might hear some kids every once in a while. Huh. that's fine that's understandable how is life going in tennessee you're originally from michigan is that right yeah i was born in michigan uh when i was four four and a half we moved to cookville and i've been here ever since so about 30 years and what's what's it like with the children when i've got two young i've got a four-year-old and a one-year-old it's it's pretty manic like how chaos. how's the yeah. how's the day today shaping up these days for you controlled chaos uh i would a little less um on the controlled side more more just chaos you know we've got lakeland who's seven, Trice, who's four, and then Violet, who's three. So it's a, it's a party every day, but it's, it's awesome and wouldn't trade for the world. What was more chaotic, build up to CrossFit Games or looking after three kids under the age of 10? Oh, man. I, well, e- even worse <laughs> when you're doing both, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's fun, though. You know, like I said, I, 
I love having them around, love having them either in the barn, wherever we're training or going to the gym. So it's pretty special. I grew up in a, a big family, even though a lot of them, a lot of my cousins lived in Michigan and still live in Michigan. Um, there was 32 of us, 25 of us were boys and real big party for sure. That is a big family. Are you Irish Catholic family? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So my, um, my mom's side is, um, Irish Catholic and then a little bit of German in there. And then my mom's or my dad's side is Welsh and, uh, German. So we've got, I, I did a little bit of uh, genealogy and checked on ancestry.com. And so my, I guess, two great or third great grandfather um, is from County Cork in uh, Ireland. Oh, that's the special blend. So that's the secret sauce. There it is. There it is. That's right. (laughs) And so the mom's obviously the good, strong, resilient side of the family that pushed pushed you on to all the great things you achieved in life. (laughs) Exactly. For sure. Curious, Rich, like how we're always intrigued by how people become high performers and kind of excel at whatever they're doing in their craft. And, you know, you're a you're a dad, you're you're a husband, you're a competitor and you're you're a team leader of, you know, a really successful team for quite some period of sustained period. Like, how do you manage to blend it all and, and give enough to each of them that you that you feel you're giving your best to each of them? Oh, man, you know, um, there's some days where I feel like I, it's, it's almost a, I have to every single day kind of look at, you know, I look at three areas um, of what I'm doing. I've got my faith, I've got my family, and then I have fitness are kind of three things that I look at every day and uh, kind of give myself, I guess, a, a grade or a report card of each day. And so uh, there's going to be some days where I, you know, do really well at each of those things, or I might do better at one than the other. And, um, you have to have a short memory when you do really good, but you also have a sh- have to have a short memory when you do bad. You know, there's going to be days, like I said, that you're going to do better in one area than the other. And, and you got to, uh, one, be, I guess, self-critical and, and be open to, uh, you know, looking at things and saying, man, I could have done that better. And like I said, every single day is a new day. And, you know, you can't, you can build on the day before, but you also need to forget because it, it, it does restart. And so, and it's really in that those three orders, I guess, um, is the way I try to work. You know, my faith is obviously a huge part of who I am and, and why I do what I do and my family as well, you know. And then the fitness side of it, for sure, because it's my job and it, it does support our family. But that was, you know, a big reason why I stepped away from individual competition because, um, you know, when I was younger and we didn't have kids, you could be selfish and you know, let some of those other things lack and, and to be the best in the world at anything, you have to be obsessive and you have to be, you know, hyper-focused. And I wasn't willing to do that once we had kids. And I, you know, there's times that I wasn't proud when I was an individual, you know, with mine and Hillary's relationship, my wife, you know, certain things that I would um, let kind of take the forefront um, in fitness uh, to our relationship, you know, trying to, you know, get an extra workout in when I should have taken Hill out on a a date or something like that. And so it was something that I wasn't willing to do any more to her, but also to having kids. I want, they need to be number one. And obviously that was a huge shift for you. But in terms of the three Fs there, you mentioned, let's say one of them wasn't where you wanted it to be. So let's say your fitness, you weren't achieving your workouts or you hadn't given back to Hillary as much as you would have liked. Would you be very self-critical or how would you overcome that? Would there be elements of self, self-compassion in there? Or what was the, the first thing you did to try and rectify what you felt wasn't the top performance? 
Yeah, I think for sure. Like I said, it's the the short memory of it. Looking at all right, how can I fix that tomorrow, and what can I do better tomorrow uh, to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do. There's like I said, there's going to be times of year. You know, we just came out of our season, and so I think you know the last six to eight weeks before the games or before an event. Uh, I do get a little bit more hyper-focused in the fitness side of it. But that also, you know, I know that that's going to pay off in the long run because it is what pays the bills and and it is what can carry our family and, and do those types of things. You know, I am getting older, so uh, I've only got a couple more of those left, I guess. Um, so, you know, certain times of year, like I know right now, um, this is more of a family time and, um, you know, faith always needs to be at the top. So that one is kind of a standalone, but this time of year is like, all right, family stuff. What can we do? You know, how can I uh, spend more time with the kids, spend more time with Hill? Um, what are those things? And so, yeah, I think there is a little bit of, of leeway depending on that time of year, knowing that, hey, as soon as this is over, not to say that I completely just disappear when it's the last six to eight weeks. You know, that's what's cool about what I get to do is whether I'm out in the barn or at the gym, um, the kids can can kind of play and come and go as they please and, and kind of hang out as much as they need me or, you know, I'm, I'm here. And so uh, I, I am pretty blessed in that regard for sure. Any of them smoking you on a fan bike yet? <laughs> and they are getting into just, you know, the regular bikes right now. We, uh, I got them some, I went to the bike shop to get my bike tuned up and, you know, we kind of had, uh, they, they've all had strider, you know, those kind of non pedal bikes that they can kind of walk um, with their feet. And uh, they've had those for years and we've gotten them kind of like some kind of ragtag type bikes every once in a while. But this time when I went to the bike shop, I saw these like nicer bikes that they had there. And so I was like, all right, it's time. I think, you know, they can all handle that. And so Lakeland has one that shifts now and it's cool. They, uh, it was a good investment. So every night we kind of get out on the bikes, I'll hop on my bike and we made a little like road course out in the driveway and, um, everybody gets a little heated and a little Rubbins racing type deal. So it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool. And, you know, the kids are, you know, I've never once pushed them to do any type of, you know, Hey, let's go do a workout or anything like that. But it's pretty cool and crazy what kids pick up on. Um, and they just want to do themselves. You know, we've got little, you know, fake barbells downstairs and the kids, you know, Trice will take his shirt off and start doing some squats or burpees or whatever it is. And, um, it's, it's, eye-opening on the things that they pick up on you know good and bad that you're like dang i gotta you know i gotta i gotta do better in this area that they're watching you know so um trice's got a little mouth on him that sometimes i'm like hey bro you can't say that he's you said it and i'm like all right well do as i say not as i do right dad that's that's a crap snatch watch me (laughs) i know exactly exactly yep (laughs) look you're you're a team player you know and a family man at heart and what we have to admire from afar is the fact that, look, CrossFit Mayhem, the team, longevity is successful. And, you know, you're a focal point of bringing individuals together in, in what a sport from, from outside looks like an individual sport with a lot of selfishness and ego centered around it to be successful. What's that journey been like, you know, becoming all about the team, as it were, and, and bringing that collection together? We see the pictures on social and it, it looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm blessed in that I grew up. Yeah, here's Trace. Um, I'm blessed in that I grew up uh, playing team sports and, and being part of a team. And um, so, as an individual, honestly, I it got to the point where you're just—it's not as much fun for me. Um, 
as, as the individual side. So the team side for me is a whole lot more fun. It's a whole lot easier to suffer for someone else, for something else than it is by yourself. You know, I've got to the point, I got to the point as an individual and I'm still there where it's like, you know, if something starts to hurt or I don't want to do something, I'm just like, eh, I'm done. You know, like I don't have that drive or that push. It just, it kind of, um, I, I never really had that as a kid. Like I was a team player, like played baseball, played football, American football, and, you know, did some stuff like that where I enjoy being part of a group, the camaraderie, the, like I said, the, the push that I, I get from other people, but then also seeing the push and the work that they put in. And so you want to suffer a little bit more and uh, the sacrifice there. So we've had, I've been blessed to uh, have some really good teammates and, you know, a support system. It's not just, you know, we look at on the field, I guess, the teammates, but a lot of people behind the scenes that have, have really made what mayhem has become on the field and off field possible. So like I said, I just, that was a huge part of, of growing up was being part of a team. And I really enjoy that side of it more than the individual side for sure. And then after being so successful individually, and I heard you speak before about nearly a shame of losing, you wanted to win. There was no other choice. Was it difficult sometimes in the early stages to almost give the reins over to someone else in a team event? So it's not just you anymore. What goes up on the board doesn't just count as your efforts. Was that difficult transition at the time? Yeah, it was a little bit difficult in just in the sport of CrossFit because I'd never really done that. Um, but, you know, like I said, playing team sports growing up and knowing that sometimes people are going to have a bad event or like growing up baseball, having a bad at bat. But what's kind of crazy or cool about CrossFit is, you know, we train together a lot. So you see the effort or the suffering or the sacrifice that goes in day to day. So you know that the person, whatever the event is, if it comes up, it's not their fault. Like they're, they're giving it their all. Cause I've seen them put the work in, you know, it was, you know, there might be times where it was frustrating if um, I knew somebody didn't do something or hadn't been working on a certain area, but 99% of the time, that's not the case. It just, you know, something comes up that, you know, and all, all of us know that in CrossFit, that's the beauty kind of kind of CrossFit is you work so hard at one thing and there's so many different things to work on that something else starts to take a backseat. And there's just, there's just always something to work on. There's not one thing or you're not going to perfect everything. So that's kind of the beauty of it. And if we had say Chase, Andrea or Taylor on the call here now, how do you think they'd describe you as a teammate? Man, I don't know. I've, I've always been more of a lead by example. Uh, I'm going to get in there with you. I'm going to, I'm going to suffer with you. I'm not going to, give you a rah-rah pep talk. I'm not, I'm not a huge motivational quote person. That's not my, you know, I, I grew up, my parents, both my parents were very hardworking and still hardworking. And, you know, they weren't going to ask us to do anything that they weren't going to do. And so um, I think that's kind of the leadership style, I guess I've taken. I'll be right there with you, but I'm not going to, not going to wow you with my words. That's for sure. And when you're in with that team, those those three individuals, Kiran's mentioned, or anyone else, like what we want to learn in, in our sporting worlds, nearly overlooking the whole thing, from your perspective, how can athletes find an edge, retain the edge? What is it that separates athletes that are successful, be that in the CrossFit world, be that in basketball, be that in American football? Yeah, I think it's, uh, for me, it's been, you know, competing outside of self. You know, everybody gets so caught up in you know, um, me, 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 I, 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 I think even if you're competing as an individual, I think having, 
um, something else that you're doing it for and, and having an identity outside of, of the actual sport is a huge part. It's been a huge part for me. You know, when I got so caught up in who I was and what my success in the sport was that um, you just compete from a, this kind of like, I don't know, scared, not scared type place, but just a place that you're so wrapped up in the outcome that you're stressed out beyond belief. And so for me, you know, my faith and putting that up at the forefront and that's why I compete was a huge, just game changer for me that uh, it didn't really matter what happened on the field. It did in that, you know, my, my professional career, I guess, but um, and from a personal standpoint, you know, the faith side of it and that I knew that CrossFit wasn't what defined me as a human being, but Christ, that was a, that was a huge thing for me. And then it's kind of, we've kind of layered it on from there. Now it's my family. And so like, it's pretty cool that my kids now kind of are starting to grasp what I do or uh, they watch the games. Like we didn't take all three of them just because like I said, it's chaos. They watched it on, on YouTube or on TV and they were, you know, pretty fired up that dad was on TV. And so just the things, like I said, that they pick up on that you don't even realize um, is another another motivating factor for me that, hey, you know, not just my kids, but other people are watching and that people might get, get something out of it. You know, we get a lot of messages and emails and mail uh, to the gym that things that I don't even think about or different motivating factors that I would have just thought, hey, we're just working out. But people get pretty fired up, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I was actually going to refer back to that point you made about kids picking things up. Was there anything or what was it about your large family in Michigan that you picked up that you feel made you successful with both your family life, your faith and fitness? Well, yeah, our family, you know, as far as my faith is, you know, my grandma, uh, Violet, who we named my daughter after, and then my dad's mother, who passed away when I was in high school, were, and, and my, both my grandparents, actually all my family, but still are very like faith driven uh, faith-centric type people. We always joke that my grandma Violet has a direct line to God. Like she goes to mass. She used to go to mass every day. Now she watches it online. She's 84, 85 and wow. she's four foot nine or 10, but you know, had nine kids and uh, worked on a farm. Like she's a, she's a fiery woman. So she's pretty awesome. But you know, from a faith side, all of, all of my family are really good uh, examples of, you know, what faith is and how faith works in your life. But then, you know, from the, I guess, faith and family side of it, you know, everybody was just, you know, we just really big family. Everybody, we, we still um, have family get togethers. And it's, it's uh, like I said, I have nine aunts and uncles and 32 first cousins on that one side. Um, but then from the fitness side, you know, we always, when I was a kid, I'm number five, I guess, of that 32. Everything was a competition. And, you know, as a kid, you know, you think, all right, they're trying to figure out which one of us is the most dominant or who's the best athlete. Um, now having kids, I realized they were just trying to figure out uh, ways to tire us out. You know, but at the time it was like, all right, hey, who can run around the pond the fastest? Who can ride their bike, you know, three laps the fastest or swim across the pond? And so at the time you're thinking, all right, they're trying to figure out which one of us is the most dominant. But now that I have kids, they just, I realized that they were just trying to tire us out. But I think just that competition and everything being a competition has made me who I am as a competitor. We're always curious about ad adversity and challenge and never mind what we've all obviously experienced in the last two years. 
you've probably a lot of first-hand experience you know be that training competition and your and your faith and kind of being able to lean in on that and, and have that as a support and also your family for those of us out there listening who have had trying times or, or going through those trying times what piece of advice or wisdom would you be able to share with them oh man yeah so you know i've had not you know like i said i've lost a, a cousin that was really close to me i've lost my grandmother uh, that i was very close to at a younger age and then the the falling off the rope that kind of everybody points back i point back to that is my you know kind of competitive uh, epiphany but my faith epiphany at the same time you know i back up to for years like i was talking about you you know you create this identity in whatever sport you're doing and so I back all the way up to high school, you know, I wanted to in baseball or even growing up, you know, you wanted people to be, think you were cool or, or proud of you because you were good at baseball. And so I did that for a while and then went to college and, and kind of got over, I was over baseball. So then I started doing firefighting and same type of thing and then CrossFit. And so it, it like I said, it become my identity, but there's only so far that worldly things or so many, yeah, I guess so far that worldly things can take you. And so for me, just that, that disconnect of it's not what you do, but who you are. And so, like I said, having that identity and that faith um, is a huge part of it. And then I hate motivational quotes and I hate, I guess, just, I don't even know how to explain, but I just, I'm not a huge fan of them, but we, we did start the, the kind of end of the storm thing. And uh, the idea of how bison, uh, American Buffalo um, walk into storms or head into storms. So they're in a storm less amount of time than if you were to run away from it. And, it, and it's kind of developed into this really cool thing and this kind of metaphor of, hey, let's uh, turn and face our storms instead of trying to run away from these things and thinking things are going to happen and kind of procrastinating. And adversity only makes us better and really sharpens us. And not that we're looking for trouble or seeking out trouble, but you can seek out things that make you better. Like I, we did this off-road triathlon this last weekend and that's about as far outside my comfort zone as, as humanly possible because endurance events are not the greatest for my, my stature, I guess. And, uh, but man, it was, you learn a lot and you go to a dark place and it's a very hard thing, but you come out on the other side and you learn some things and you kind of find out who you are. I think we find out who we are in, in troubles and tribulation and can move forward. And we kind of have these experiences and, and know um, from there what we can handle, you know? And then speaking of training, Rich, you're a fan of intermittent fasting. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So intermittent fast, I usually eat at 12 and then uh, I guess 8 p.m. till 12. I like to train on an empty stomach. I just kind of feel better with that. How's the training going at the moment? Obviously, coming off last year's success, are you, have you started preparations for next year as a team? Yeah, that's Violet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've, uh, <laughs> we've uh, you know, it's, it's more of fun fitness. It's, uh, I'm only doing things that I enjoy trying to, you know, hang out with people. Not really. It's more of, like I said, fitness instead of training. we found a couple off-road triathlons. I think we're going to do really enjoy that kind of, I enjoy swimming a lot. I enjoy mountain biking. I don't enjoy running a ton, but I know I need to work on it. So it's, it's best probably that it's at the very end that, uh, you're completely taxed by that point, but we've got kind of a a good group of guys that we just like to hang out and have some fun, do that type of stuff. And then um, I'm trying to add back in slowly some CrossFit, I guess, some, some more intensity, but man, it's just that time of year right now. It's super hot and humid where we're at. So um, I'm, I'm 
getting softer and softer as I get older. I want to be in the AC. So I've been going down in the basement and, and just kind of doing some fitness down there, some CrossFit stuff. And then uh, trying to maintain a little bit of strength. You know, we follow coach, uh, have coach B and, and Sage Bergener do our Olympic stuff. So, you know, if I'm to look at a day, I guess usually I do one, one thing that gets me out of breath, whether that's fitness, uh, like CrossFit or uh, swimming or biking, running, and then usually some type of lift uh, at some point or lifting session. So, oh uh, man, I, uh, probably started back a little too early on the whole squat cycle with Bergener. Uh, my legs have been trashed the last two weeks, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And you can tell Violet and your kids, we won't be holding you much longer, Rich. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. You just wanted to say hi. That's cool. That's cool. What do you do to recover? You know, you just smash your legs. Like the two of us were doing front squats earlier today. Legs are battered. What's your What's your go to for recovering, getting better? Oh man, I, honestly, sleep is a huge is one of the most important things for me personally. Obviously, I take some protein and, and some supplements like that. I don't, I don't take a ton of supplements anymore. I have added a little bit of creatine back in, and then I have a we have a cold tub um, that I really enjoy. The last probably six months, I've been doing that about 50 degrees a day, 50 degrees Fahrenheit uh, for about 10 minutes a day. Man, I absolutely love it right before bed if I can get in it. Uh, it's tough at times, you know, because the kids are trying to get get to sleep and you don't want to take away from that whole process. So like I said, at the like games training, I was hitting it every day. This time of year, it's like if I can get in it three or four times a week, it's good. I really like to do it, like I said, right before bed, but I want to be a part of the whole bedtime process with the kids. And Lakeland just started public school this year, so I'm trying to get her in bed earlier. And it's, uh, it's <laughs> about eight o'clock at this house gets super chaotic. So 10 o'clock my side, eight's, eight's pretty respectable, Rich. <laughs> you know, if we don't, we learned that Lakeland needs, uh, needs her sleep. She is a bear. If she doesn't get to bed or lights out at nine o'clock. So, you know, cold immersion and, and all that recovery grit. Say the two of us now hop on a flight over to Tennessee from Ireland and we're a bit softer than you are, Rich. What, what would what would you be throwing at us if we walk into your barn? What would be oh, the man. test as if we can manage and, and settle in for a few days or not? Yeah, we don't really – I don't like to – you know, I think everybody thinks that we're just going to, you know, throw you to the fire. Uh, basically, we just tell people, hey, this is what we're going to do. You're welcome to jump in on as little or as much as you want to. And just kind of, you know, we like to have fun. I don't, I don't like to put too much pressure on people. I think people – put enough pressure on themselves or are nervous enough when they uh, step into the barn where it's like, nah, you, there's, you can check your ego and have some fun. We got a good group of guys, especially in the afternoons around three, three thirty. they call themselves a uh, team time cap, any local competition. That's their team name. Good group of guys that just like to, to have some fun. So they follow, you know, kind of mayhem athlete and they do that in the afternoons, you know, in the mornings, more of the, our big session. So it's a little bit more uh, competitor based, but then in the afternoon, you know, we'll be, You'll obviously have four or five of us that compete, but then uh, the rest of the crew, the rest of the dudes are just kind of hanging out, doing their own thing off either to the side or this time of year, they get the the full reign of the barn. Because like I said, I'm downstairs in the basement. It's too too hot out there. <laughs> With the AC. Soft. <laughs> we might be a challenge than even walking into the barn, I think. No, I, I'm trying to avoid the dad bod here, Richard. 35, <laughs> 35, two kids. I get it, man. It's, strong, it's hard to keep the core like. It is, man. I, uh, you know, I'm coming to terms with, you know, I've probably only got a couple more left. And so I'm like, man, it's kind of nice to, to fitness 
for fun. You know, that's, that's been the last couple, especially, you know, Haley's starting to text be like, Hey, we're going to start training. And I'm like, man, we're only three weeks out from the games. Let's chill out a little bit. So, um, I'm, I'm coming to terms with, Hey, you know, what is, what does life look like after I'm a competitor? You know, I'll always, like I said, find some type of event to go do like, you know, this off-road triathlon or I, I, this probably be my, my, uh, new, newfound thing that I'll, prepare for but i'll always do some type of fitness we're actually going on an elk hunt uh out in colorado unsupported and so um that's kind of taken a little bit of my uh priority shift as well training for that just kind of some long slow grind stuff with vest or rucking and so uh it's fun to have different things to train for you know for the past 12 years my life's been completely consumed by any and every type of crossfit competition and um i think you know as human as human beings and as our human nature like it's fun to go out and seek these different things and you know doing a triathlon where i'm not expected to podium or expected to win is uh, a lot more fun than me going to the crossfit games and everything's expected to win you know like and if you don't win an event people kind of like oh what's going on what's wrong with them it's it's uh it takes the fun out of of what we do and so i i, I do like kind of this off season period where I'm trying to do some different type of competitions or different things that aren't, you know, people, I think people still are like, well, you didn't win the triathlon. And I'm like, no dummy, look at the body type of the difference of me and the person that won it, you know, like carrying 200 pounds around for two hours and 45 minutes is uh, a little different. But um, if I can go out there and, you know, I know that, Hey, I gave it my best. I, According to Whoop, my heart rate got to 208 and I averaged 169 uh, beats a minute for, two hours and 46 minutes, you know, I, you can't say I didn't, there was no effort there. So I enjoy those things though, for sure. And you had mentioned my last question will point. You had mentioned Cork at the start. Cork just lost in the all Ireland, all Ireland hurling to my County Limerick. So, maybe oh, that, yeah, so that could be I a challenge for you, Rich, to take up hurling and come yeah. over and help out your home County. I've actually watched some hurling. We, so we have our kind of, uh, we do YouTube lives for our mayhem athletes in the morning, our morning training session and Eilis or Eilish, I guess she lives in Ireland and she's been uh, keeping me up to date on curling. And so I, I actually went and I watched a couple, a uh, couple matches and it was like a pretty fun sport, actually. Heard so, of her first Rich Froning's going into play her. <laughs> yeah, you heard go, it first. <laughs> she said, she actually sent me some jerseys and sent the kids some jerseys and they were fired up and sent us some, cool. some, uh, some Irish treats and all that type of stuff. So. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm a big so over here i'm a big notre dame fan so fighting irish um is their mascot my grandfather went to notre dame and so i'm uh i'm, I'm proud of my irish heritage for sure yeah I, d- I don't think you needed to take a genealogy test or anything big family hard working yep close to fate sounds very irish we could have told you that's Finn, <laughs> Finn is my uh, mom's maiden name f-i-n-n oh, so We'll find a few of them over here and get them yeah i bet i bet <laughs> thanks million for all the lessons so far we've one more question and it's one we ask everybody who comes on the show it's what does high performance mean to you, Rich Froning? I, I look at, you know, I mean, you, you can obviously look at sport and you kind of know what um, high performance means um, to be the best in the world at anything in sport. Um, I think it means obsession. I think it means being completely immersed in what you're doing. Um, I don't think balance, if you want to be the best in the world at anything, is, is possible. Um, but I think high performance in life is, is giving, you know, each and everything, or, you know, I look at my, my kind of three, my faith, family, and fitness, am I giving 
um, all that I have to each of those. And uh, that's how I would define my, my personal high performance. Rich, we're really grateful for you giving us your, your morning. Go off there and play with your children and have a lovely day. Thanks very much. Learned a lot from you. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Awesome. The uh, invite to the barn's open there, boys. Come on, come on over sometime. Appreciate it. Flights are booked. Thanks, many. There we go. Cheers, man. Awesome. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Sleep, Eat, Perform, Repeat, a story of high performance. This was brought to you by Howora, a whole person wellbeing company founded and run from Dublin, Ireland. Find out more at howoralife.com, spelt H-A-U-O-R-A life.com. Please rate, review and share the podcast. Some people want it to happen. Some wish it would happen. Others make it happen. The GOAT, Michael Jordan.